Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 72. You need to include these five types of wealth. And um, wealth, I want to talk about the concept of wealth for a minute. And I want to also help maybe bring a few new perspectives on wealth instead of some fleeting concept that people go, yes, 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 I get it. It's people with lots of money and time and they can do whatever they want. Yes and no. Um, you know, first, uh, one of my uh, favorite authors, they call him an angel philosopher. His name is Naval Ravikant, and you can get his book, um, The Almanac of Naval. And the first half of the book is about wealth, and the second half of the book is about happiness. And he's very practical in his approach to most things. Um, and, you know, so I'll, as I mentioned, he's, you know, he's not only an author, he's also a well-known entrepreneur and investor. A lot of people deem him as a philosopher, came from very, very humble, uh, Indian, um, beginnings and then moved to, uh, uh, the States, United States. And then when I think he was like maybe six or seven, and then eventually, you know, did very well here in the U S and, um, he defined wealth as a measure of how much control over your time you have. It's the difference between the assets you own and the liabilities you owe. So what you own and how much, you know, you have to pay back for, right? It's not just about the mo- amount of money in your bank account. It's about the freedom and flexibility that money provides. Um, and then he there's other, there's other, I took some quotes from um, his book and uh, he said the ultimate goal of wealth as Naval describes it is to gain control over your time, allowing you to pursue your interests, passions, and priorities without being tied down by financial constraints. Amazing. All right. And he also said it includes having assets that generate income such as investments or businesses and minimizing liabilities or debts that can constrain one's freedom. Naval Ravikant often emphasized the importance of building long-term wealth through investment, entrepreneurship, and creating systems that generate passive income. He encourages individuals to focus on developing skills, acquiring knowledge, and creating valuable assets that can compound over time, leading to financial independence and the freedom to live one uh, life on one's own terms. Now, <clears throat> I, I love all this, and I actually agree with him, um, where I want to talk to you today about these types of wealth it's not what you think, and a lot of it is already lived immediately the moment you decide to step into it, which will also lead to more of it, plus the financial aspect. And the five types of wealth, and I've, I've talked about this on Instagram, and so I wanted to make this into an, uh, an actual podcast because I've been asked about this, time, physical, time wealth, physical wealth emotional wealth, spiritual wealth, and financial wealth. And I'm sure there's more, by the way. <clears throat> Let's talk about time first, right? How are you using time? Now, Naval talked about time being as in, um, eventually you can do anything you want with it. You have systems that do what you need to with it. Um, and when he says systems, meaning like, for example, when I was out um, handling some family 
business and also out and I was under from being under the weather well I have systems that are working on my content systems that are working on my um you know my businesses and things like that and so whether I'm there or not at least the show is partially going on you know is going further I say partially because you know there's still some things being built um but time being that um you know uh he Naval means that eventually you won't have to be there for certain things in your business at all. But I'm saying, how are you using your time overall? We don't have to wait until there's a massive amount of money to feel wealthy from what we're doing with our time. And the reason I'm so passionate about talking about time is because of what I have previously shared about learning with, with the passing of my father. How are you really using your time? And, and why I learned that with my father is just watching him in the hospital on his last days, right? So I want you to think about how are you using your time? How are you maximizing what you're doing with it now, with or without the financial aspect? Who are you spending your time with? What is occupying your thoughts? Where is it that you are going? Where is it that you are living? All this time wealth can actually be acquired Immediately, the moment you start having a relationship with it now, you know, not to counteract the finer point that Naval is making, uh, because, again, he's talking about the ability for um, finance as a means to just kind of allow you to go do whatever it is you want to do at any time of the day, any, any, anywhere. But I have found that before we have... Uh, certain things in our life we have to act on them now to have a relationship with them in the first place so even if you had all the money in the world what would you be doing with your time think about it because it's sort of like if you were already leading a very intentional amount of time well you would you would know what you're doing with it you know not too much would probably change with the money other than maybe you would invest more in it or um You'd probably already be around really good people because of who you're spending your time with, right? And hopefully you've been doing a lot of really great practices um, so you know what's occupying your thoughts and uh, and hopefully they become more positive than negative. And so you, you get what I'm saying? It's like you want to be the thing and honor the thing and be responsible for the thing before something greater can supply for it. So... You can already have time wealth now if you learn to audit it, schedule it, understand what you're doing throughout the day, you know, write it down, um, journal it, take note of like what parts of the day you can do certain things best. Who are you spending it with? What work are you doing? When are you doing what kind of work? This causes you to be very present. All of these types of wealth cause you to be very present. And I want to I want to remove this idea of instead of you just thinking about, oh, well, I want, you know, the typical definition of wealth. I want only this money to do this for me. It's like, well, what are you doing for you? What is what is the relationship with your life that you are having? You're already wealthy, in my opinion, you know, maybe not by the truest def- the definition of, you know, when you're using the financial component, but you're already wealthy when you are knowing and understanding your time 
your physical well-being, your body, your emotional well-being, and your spiritual well-being. And the irony is, is by doing these things, you are also promoting yourself and your value and attracting your financial means. So the second one after time I put is physical. What are we without our mind, our body, our health, and our well-being? Period. End of story. If you are physically healthy, you have the ultimate wealth. Period. End of story. And I, you know, I don't want to, you know, I know you can hear from some people say, well, that's easy to say when, you know, yeah, you have your health, but like, you know, it costs money for this, it costs money for that. Stop trying to make it always about this metric and start making it about how you feel internally. And when you, uh, and the other thing too is I'll, I'll dismantle that theory all day long because when you are healthy and your brain is thriving and your body is thriving and your uh which also affects your emotions and your spiritual well-being right this one uh this one affects the those other two you're able to see clearly you're able to function well you're able to be creative you're able to you know make new and different things happen you're able to <clears throat> show up to your work to your loved ones to your home to everything you and and you don't even have to have, you know, the body of bodies right away, you know, because that takes time. Everything takes time. So see how that goes right back to, well, what are you doing with your time? Well, one of the things I'm doing with my time is what I'm doing with my body, with my physical health. And so, but you can be in the process of having a relationship with it. And just like that, you're wealthy. Notice your confidence level. Notice your direction picks up notice that the results pick up right so time physical the third I said is emotional how are you emotionally do you understand why you're feeling the way you feel are you cognizant of how others are feeling as well are you taking things personally are you sitting with yourself and having a lot of self-awareness are you increasing your emotional IQ what can we be doing better to ourselves to increase our own emotional well-being? And these are interlinked with, as I've mentioned previously, with our physical health and with time wealth. Right? Physical wealth, time wealth, now emotional wealth. Well, how am I spending my time? Well, I spend my time um, working and doing, uh, you know, uh, building things that I love uh, and putting a lot of energy into them. Uh, I spend time on uh, my health and weight training and mindset and reading and hiking and praying and meditating, and good conversations with close friends and uh, art and music and, um, you know, occasional small trips, even if they're just, you know, a couple hours away. So my, I'm constantly reining in my emotional stability through a series of activities that better help me understand who am I 
promote my worthiness and my value within myself. And we don't have to shout it back to other people, which is what often once people start really wanting to take back their worthiness and value, you know, you will treat me like this. It's like, no, no, like our emotional IQ, our emotional quotient, our EQ really is meant to be, who am I and do I like the way I am trying to do things? Even if I'm making mistakes along the way, but I like how I'm treating myself. I like how I'm trying to make good decisions. Even when I make mistakes, I like how I'm, I'm, I move. You will be less likely affected by others. Then the second step to that is giving them grace, depending on where they are at when you communicate with them. Because maybe they have a different relationship with themselves that from the one that you have with yourself. So there's two responsibilities in the emotional quotient, which is, you know, supplying yourself with more emotional wealth, having this really cool, keen understanding of who you are in this world and how you would like to show up. And you are completely in control of that. Now, I get it bodily. There's physical things that can happen, emotion, emotions and hormones and all these other things again. And then that would lead you back to the physical wealth. Okay. So we have to work on certain things internally in the body that can emotionally regulate our nervous system. Uh, that might be good for hormonal health. There's lots of resources out there. All of these are this beautiful responsibility to help us acquire these things. And the moment we actually step into doing any of these things, we are already abundant with them. That that's the beautiful part about the time that we live in. There's an abundance of resources for all of these things. And so these resources are tons of them for free all the way to paid, you know? So your emotional quotient is so important. And the moment you have more self-awareness and uh, you start increasing your self-awareness and your personal development, you are already inviting emotional wealth into your world and an abundance of everything else you're trying to receive. And then there's the fourth, spiritual wealth. How are we spiritually? Are you connecting to your soul enough? Are you spending time with God? How are we increasing our time with our soul or God or both? How are we increasing our time with praying, meditating, and being grateful? How are we increasing our time contributing to the world or, or just the community or to our families or our friends and our, our circles? The moment we start even increasing a little bit of time into spiritual practices that really ground us and connect us to our heart and our soul, like that wealth is, a, is abounding. It's all around you. I'm trying to change this perspective because the world often has portrayed an external metric must be acquired for people to feel a certain way. And the irony is, is that and yes, okay, if you wanted to use just metrics and someone said, I am, they're solely focusing on, they will do everything possible to make the most possible money and they will have all that financial means and then they will use that to, you know, do everything, anything with their time. And if that was their only focus, often at times what you've seen people who've done that is they're now using that money for their health, um, 
creating better relationships because they didn't have them, um, you know, doing something with their body, doing something with their families because they miss out on their families. I'm trying to prevent waiting until something is acquired and, and instead allowing the grace for people to actually feel wealthy by an internal uh, means, which inevitably also brings an, a vast amount of abundance. If you are sitting with yourself, if you are connecting with your heart and your soul, if you are increasing time in prayer or meditation, and if you are, um, you know, having time with God, and if you are constantly about your emotions and trying to understand them and increase your emotional quotient and understanding of yourself and others, and if you are constantly working on your health as a part of your day, and if you are thinking about how your time relates to each of these other areas that you are, are, um, concerned with or having an, an innate interest in and you are increasing them you are automatically inviting financial means as a byproduct but most importantly a life you're already experiencing life and all it has to offer at an even better pace it just involves you, the artist, to be involved with you, the art. Because ultimately, that would lead, obviously, there's the fifth one, and it can come at any stage. The fifth one, financial wealth, which can happen early, it can happen midway through, it can happen towards the end, you know. <clears throat> there isn't a metric that is also a guarantee. There isn't a metric that should define you. But I will say, most people ask for... I once heard this from an, one entrepreneur where it was like, you have people ask for $100 million all the time. And he said, I want you to answer something. What would you do with the $100 million? And that should be cognizant of, of a few things. And the reason he was saying this is because like, you have a lot of people. And he even used an example. He said, even if you, even if you knew you was going to go to a charity, okay, what charity? How would you organize it? What would it go for? Like, Do you know the details? So just like anything else, you have to have a relationship with something long before it comes. How are you currently being responsible with having a relationship with money? Where is it coming from? Where can you bring it in from maybe somewhere else on top of that? Are you understanding what's coming in and what's going out? Are you understanding how to maximize that process? Are you understanding how you can uh, maybe ultimately, are there instruments and vehicles that you can use to make it work for you? Um, how, what kind of education are you getting on, on uh, finances? Uh, so that you can also not only learn it for yourself, but pay it forward to a family if you end up having a family or to your friends. You know, what 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 are you learning about assets? You know, things that you own that bring more value and liabilities, things that you're responsible for and require money to go out. How are you spending? Like, and and you don't have to um, be worried if it's really bad in the beginning. That's no different than like. If your physical body, you're like, oh, wow, like I'm starting from scratch or you're emotional, like, wow, you know, I'm, my emotions are all over the place. I have to really, you know, pick up the speed here. All of this stuff is fine. <clears throat> all of this is fine because you have to start somewhere. Once you step into it and you start having a relationship with it, the wealth abounds you because you are now in the energy of it and you are in increase and yes, if you started trying to measure it according to an external metric and compare, you might start finding yourself in a lack 
oh, I don't have enough of this or I need more of that. That's not where you want to play from. When you step into these five types of areas of your life and you start having a relationship and you're hopefully maybe a little bit of your blinders are on to the outside world so you can just focus on what these things individually mean to you and you can expand on them for yourself. Now you are in increase and in increase, you are now in receiving and more and more and more starts coming in. You can generate these kinds of wealth from the very get-go without the pressure of a metric, but with the direction from your intention. I want you to think about that one. So don't give yourself you know, too much uh, pressure from an external metric, but once you start moving in these things, you're creating intention, you're moving with a reason. And that will carry you. you. Once even the money starts coming, you'll be like, oh, well, I'm already doing these things for my lifestyle. So I'm, I'm, only, I'm only expanding on that, which I'm already doing. I'm going to leave it at that. Five types of wealth, time, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope this was a great start to your, because this is being launched at the beginning of the week. I hope this was a great start to your week. If you're listening to this way later on, no matter what time of the week it is or what year it is, may this find you well and, and, and serve you well. I appreciate you. Please go leave a written review on Apple. Uh, it helps expand the awareness of the show and brings more people into our community. I truly appreciate you. I love you guys. And until next time, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.